Now Probert, oh, Probert, Probert got the right, the right hand free. He's loose with the right hand, and he starts to retaliate, and down goes Nyland, and the two of them are hammering each other. Knights of Columbus, that hurt. It's old time, Marquette. Enforcer of all hockey podcasts. It's the biscuit. It's the biscuit. The enforcer of all hockey podcasts. God help the fucking day if fighting's ever banned. There's a country will stop working on so bad this fucking can. Hi everybody. It's the biscuit podcast. Hey, you wanna go? Yeah, okay. All right, Bisky Babies, I'm here with Trevor Beggs of the Hockey Riders. He covers the Vancouver Canucks. How are you doing, Trevor? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Pretty good, man. Uh, Unfortunately, we're covering the Canucks, and unfortunately, we're covering them after that preseason game last night. Yeah, we sure are, eh? I mean, uh, I don't know if Vegas is going to get nine goals uh, in another (laughs) game this season, but uh, if it's going to happen against anybody, it's going to happen against the Canucks, I guess. That was pretty wild. I was like in and out of sleep watching the game, um, not really paying attention at all. I didn't even realize Wong had a hat trick. That's how much I was paying attention. But, you know, yeah. I, look, I, I look up at the end of the game and I'm like, holy shit, what, what was it, the final 9-4? to four? Yeah, it was 9-4. to four. And you know what? I mean, uh, it looked bad at first, but you know, I wasn't too surprised when I thought about it. I mean, uh, you know, Besser's there, Vertanen's there, Subban's there. So those are your big names. But, I mean, most of the Canucks are, you know, halfway on there, on a plane to China by now. So Yeah, right. It was, it was pretty – I mean, there's, it was. It looked like watching a junior game, to be honest. There was a lot of, a lot of offense, a lot of back-and-forth plays. So it was exciting to watch. But, uh, yeah, there wasn't too many NHL-caliber players on uh, either side of the lineup there. Now, you mentioned a guy who I thought, you know, was one of the, the brighter spots for the Canucks yesterday was that uh, – that Besser kid, he seems to be pretty damn good. Yeah, I mean, uh, Besser's our, our best hope at uh, any kind of offensive production this year. Uh, and there seems to be a lot of talk in Vancouver about uh, is Besser ready for the NHL. You know, he, he didn't get to go to China, yeah. like uh, the rest of the team. So people are kind of wondering if they're going to send him to the AHL, you know, especially when they've signed guys like Gagne and Vanek, and uh, they still have Eric's on the roster. But when you watch Besser play, like, He's got sublime offensive skills, and I, I know it's early in the preseason. Um, he looked good in that short stint last year, but if, if anyone's going to make the team this year out of the young guys, it's got to be Brock Besser. Now, why do you think they kept him here? Just maybe for the Vegas game, simply? Because uh, from what I've read about him and what I've seen from him, like you said, the, the small stint last year and the preseason game last night, uh, he seems to, I mean, he's got to be able to make this team. Yeah, and you know what? I think it probably will end up that way at the end of the day. Um, you know, it'll depend how he does. The preseason goes on. I think early on, you know, in the preseason, you're facing, uh, you know, rosters that aren't as tough. Uh, so he looks really good right now. But it'll be interesting to see how it goes as the games go on. But right now, I know Jim Benning's in town. He's still watching uh, the games in Vancouver, and he'll be watching the preseason games on uh, Wednesday and Friday, I believe it is, against Calgary and Edmonton. Uh, so I think he wants to take a close look at Besser, especially. Um, and there's probably other guys like Vertanen he wants to take a look at, too. So I think Vertanen, Besser, and Subban, and uh, some of the other Canucks young guys, Benning really wants to get a look at. So I think that's why some of those guys are still here. Goldobin as well is another guy I missed. 
Well, that that makes sense. If he's going to stay in town, you know, maybe he can get a better look. Uh, unfortunately for Besser, he was scoring last night on Dylan Ferguson, who I think is a tremendous turd. He's he's one of my he's one of my least favorite goals. I don't know for whatever reason. I just don't like him. I just don't think he's good. So I, I was happy to see him put a couple past him. There's those rosy cheeks, eh? You can see those rosy cheeks sticking out from behind the mask. That's, that's just fucking you, isn't it? Now, I, I, you brought up Subban, too. When I'm looking at this defensive pairings, man, there's no way. I mean, he should be able to squeak in there at the bottom six, you would think. Uh, you, you would, it's, 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 a tough, it's a tough position for Subban to be in. I mean, offensively, he's been great down in Utica. And I've, uh, I've talked to some of the Utica beat raiders, and I've watched some uh, comments games. And he's just—he's got a great shot. He's got great speed. He's got a great first pass. But he's—he's as—it's hard to say. But he's still a small defender, and he still struggles with those one-on-one battles a bit. Yeah. Uh, and until those improve, I—I I, I don't think he's going to crack this team. And, I, and you got a lot of guys. Uh, you got like Patrick Weirkoch. Uh, they've signed Philip Holm from Sweden. Uh, Ewell Levy's sort of in the mix, but I don't think he'll make it. Um, Biega, Padan, like there, there's some guys fighting for that seventh spot, and you know with the guys they've signed with uh, Del Zotto and uh, Gabranta still being here, it's it's a tough top six to crack at the moment. You know, as, as bad as the Canucks might be this season. Yeah, uh, and Del Zotto's either got a you know lack of better term shit or get off the pot. Um, yeah, <laughs> you know it's it's time for him to at least he's got to do something this season. None of this pussyfooting around fifteen points. You know, uh, under average uh, plus minus, he's got to he's got to do something to keep a job. I think and uh, to at least stay uh, competitive and be on the you know top two pairing. Yeah, it was it was an interesting contract. I mean, most most people kind of applauded the Canucks for signing Del Zotto and Gagne, but it, it was a bit of an odd deal if you think about it. I mean, three million for a guy who was a fringe player in Philadelphia last season. Yeah, and you know they got a lot of young defensemen, but these young defensemen were beating him out for minutes. Um, so it's it'll it's be, it'll be interesting to see what Delzato brings. Um, you know, he's got those leadership qualities there uh, that everyone kind of talks about, and you know he's he's a guy that might get power play time as well. I mean, there's no clear power play quarterback for the Canucks right now. Um, you know, if he if he can find those offensive strides that made him a good NHLer in the first place. Um, that'll be his only shot at really kind of reviving his NHL career. Otherwise, you know, this could be his last stop. Yeah, and you're really going to you know sign a guy on leadership qualities, but you have the the, the super twins, and you would think that most of the leadership comes through those guys. Yeah, maybe they just signed Del Zotto to be the DJ. He uh, he talks about <laughs> a lot about how much he loves music, so maybe uh, there are just some bad tunes in the Canucks locker room. Hey, you know, anything that'll work at this point, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. The guy's got a little extra motivation, so maybe maybe he's a guy who likes uh, upbeat, happy music. <laughs> yeah, uh, and Sam Gagne, uh, he's interesting. I mean, he was brought in a player tryout last year to Columbus, makes the team, and then plays a fucking lights out, uh, you know, fifty point season, and just doing shit that he cooled off there for a little bit, but um, to be expected. But someone was going to sign him, you know, and. Uh, there's a a phrase going around in Vancouver a lot, uh, you know, this rebuild on the fly. So, you know, why not get him to see if he can continue on with that success from last season, you know, instead of bringing up a young dude who, you know, might not be able to do it. I think there's a better chance at Gagne on your third line to uh, make some make some noise and make some things happen. 
Yeah, exactly. And you know what? He, he did flourish in that role last season. And uh, I, I've been working on my season preview for the, uh, for the Canucks on the Hockey Raiders. And I, I still have Gagne on that fourth line. Oh, really? Because I think, yeah, I think he could be, uh, he could fill a similar role there. I mean, there's, the Canucks are probably going to spread out offense within all four lines. So I think he's a guy that could probably uh, be on that power play again and be on that fourth line. But it's the same thing. Is he is he really going to be able to replicate the same success last season? I mean, you know, Columbus has some great power play quarterbacks in Zach Wierenski right. and Seth Jones. And, you know, the Sabines haven't really been good on the power play for the last three four seasons. So I don't think he's unlikely to match that production uh, on the Canucks power play. No, I, I don't expect him to get – well, I think he had 18 power point goals last season, uh, something like that. But, you, you know, you'd almost be foolish not to – put him on the power play you know at least give him a shot to fail yeah oh, exactly and uh and i think what the canucks have done is they make uh, training camp and preseason interesting they've got lots of competition there with, with a lot of old guys competing but it's uh you know sam Gagne, thomas vanek louis erickson besser berchi granlin there's a lot of guys that can be complete um competing for power play time so dude I mean, Gagne is no lock Gagne's no lock to get up there I mean, right could easily he could easily have, you know, 20 points this season instead of 50. And, yep. and uh, I mean, it was, he's only a year removed from that terrible year in Philly. <laughs> uh, he, he's a bit of a wild card. I mean, they, they signed him to this three-year deal. Um, and, the, you know, the, the money's fair, but, you know, the term might bite him in the ass if it doesn't work out. Yeah, Gagne was super happy with that that three years for sure. Oh, for sure. And uh, you speak of Vanek. I don't hate his game, man. I liked I liked watching him in uh, the time that he was in Detroit last year. I think he can still fucking score. I, I think he's still got it. Um, and he's going to have a lot more opportunity in Vancouver, I think, to play the way he likes to play and, you know, throw, throw a few more biscuits at the net. Yeah, it really depends what Green wants to do with him. But, I mean, Vanek's got to be one of the most skilled guys on the Canucks roster, if not in the league. I mean, the guy has awesome offensive skills. He can dangle. He can shoot. Um, it's more so his, his foot speed, his foot speed, and his compete level that seem to be in the questions here. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, he could he could have a great year in Vancouver. I I don't know if I bet on him even being as good as he was in Detroit. I, I'm keeping the expectations low for, for all Canucks. <laughs> that's <laughs> the team that's, didn't score too many goals last season, so uh, you can't expect too much. It's, but it's probably I a mean, wise choice. What's that? That's probably a wise choice. Yeah, I can't be disappointed that way, right? Right, right. Hey, I'm a Blue Jackets fan, man. It's been, uh, you know, 17 long years, so it, it always seems at any moment, you know, the, the bubble can just burst and be like, oh, fuck, we suck again. <laughs> yeah, you never know. I mean, I, I've been spoiled, man. I mean, you know, the Canucks came so close to winning that cup, but they've been awesome to watch ever since the West Coast Express in the early 2000s. So, I mean, there was a good 10, 15 years where the Canucks were – great to watch i've said uh, it on like last three or four it's gone downhill yeah i've said it on here before that was one of my favorite stanley cup final that i can i can remember is boston and vancouver i thought those games were sure. every single one of them every minute every second of that series was awesome yeah it, it, it was a lot of fun i mean uh don't, don't ask me to watch uh, highlights of game seven again but uh <laughs> it was it was a fun series to watch for sure were you out there helping burn the city too at, after the fucking game uh, no, I was definitely not. I, I, I was getting sentimental about it. I, I sat at home with my old man. I was like, you know what, we're going we're gonna to watch a cup win together. And then uh, when, it, when it went down, I, I stormed out and 
I walk down to the pub to check out the TVs and I see the city's on fire and I'm like, oh, fuck, this is going downhill fast. <laughs> yeah, it, things yeah. escalated very quickly after that loss, that's for sure, man. Yeah, exactly. I, I was downtown for the good times. I was downtown in game two when uh, Burroughs uh, scored the OT winner, so that was that was a, uh, a great time, man. We were like on the streets cheering for a good six hours after the game ended. Hell yeah. The city was just crazy, man. Hell so yeah. There, there's, there's some good times before it all went to shit. So yeah, they've missed the playoffs the past two years. Um, they went thirty, forty three, and nine last season. Uh, but they last in the Pacific. They bring in Gagne. We've mentioned Gagne, Vanek, Delzato, um, and then uh, Nielsen to play goalie. Uh, that's going to be an interesting situation. Yeah, it, it sure is. I mean, uh, the goaltending battle. Uh, I mean, goaltending is one of the biggest question marks in the Canucks in general. And, you know, Nielsen, he was superb last season in Buffalo. I mean, uh, had a great save percentage. But, you know, he's been he's been hot and cold throughout his career, too. So uh, it'll be interesting to see who kind of runs with it. It looks like Markstrom should get the chance to be the guy, unless he's absolutely terrible in preseason. I think he's going to start the season as the number one goalie. Um, but even at Travis Green down in Utica for the past three or four years has always gone with a timeshare for the most part. So that's something else to consider as well. Uh, even with Demko last season, Demko and Bachman basically split games throughout the whole year. So uh, I think Green Green will probably split the goalies or it'll be a situation where best goalie stayed in or whatever. Yeah, until they, um, they go cold. It yeah, d- exactly. That's got to be something that has to be addressed here soon, though, because I don't – I don't see a number one dude out of out of either of them, really. No, and I mean it, it'll Markstrom. I guess might have the capabilities, um, but no one really knows, right? He's a complete right. fucking wild card. Right, he's never start, started more than thirty games in the season. Um, his his career stats don't look great, but he's also played in front of terrible defenses. Mind you, this year's defense might not be too much better, so uh, it, it could go south quickly. But. Um, I I know that thirty minutes of a preseason game doesn't mean much, but he looked he looked stellar in the first uh, the first preseason game against the Kings. So a sign of things to come, probably not, but you never know. Still still optimistic in September. Oh yeah, and you gotta you know as a playing goalie for the team, you're probably thinking, oh fuck, this defense in front of me. You know, you're basically getting thrown to the Lions. So even if you play lights out, you're still probably going to get you know a few buried behind you, and so. I guess it's going to be how well they can keep their confidence up and just realize, you know, shit might get a little rough, but, you know, I just, I got to stay in here and, you know, someone's got to be in front of the net. Why not me? Yeah, exactly. I know Marchand's had some terrible luck if you think about it. I mean, he was behind all those terrible defenses in Florida and he comes to Vancouver, raises the team, starts to go down the toilet. And uh, now he, and he's not going to be helped out too much this season, I don't think. I mean, uh, there's uh, a great stat. I think it's score, high danger scoring chances for uh, from last season. And I think almost every Canuck except for Brock Besser and Derek Dorsett, who both played like less than 15 games, are the only guys over 50%. So no one on the team is really excelling at preventing scoring chances. So <laughs> it could be a long year for both goalies. Well, the good thing is, is you know, Vegas is a team this year, so they, they probably won't get last in the Pacific. Yeah, <laughs> I think the Travis Green effect will, will have him scoring a few more points this year, so I think they'll finish ahead of Vegas, but um, I, I don't see them getting any more than like 80 points would be like an absolute perfect season for Vancouver. Yeah. Improve within 10 points for would be sure. 
they think it would be stellar, but uh, now, that's, that's kind of what I see them doing. I see them getting a few extra wins this season, yeah. but uh, not much other than that. There's a lot of high hopes on uh, Mr. Green. He's a, a young coach, and he's been successful. Uh, but he comes from Utica, yeah? He does, yeah. So he was in Utica for uh, four seasons down there, I believe, three or four. So, I mean, he's, he's been groomed for this job. I think if the Canucks didn't hire him for this season, someone else would have. I mean, he was interviewed by Anaheim in Colorado a year ago before uh, Carlisle uh, Bednar took the jobs. But uh, he, he seems like he's ready for it. I think one thing Canucks fans will like is that he's more adaptable than Desjardins. I mean, Desjardins was stubborn to a T. I mean, you know, he had the same crappy lineups out there. He put Sutter with the Twins on the power play on the first line. It never worked. It looked terrible. <laughs> and he was so reluctant to change anything. So... I mean, he also loved guys like Jason Magna, who played you know fifty plus games last year. And yeah, fourteen minutes of ice time a game. Like there was, there was just some bad decisions from Dazar Jams. I think he's a good players coach, um, but he was way too slow to adapt last year. And I think Green will be the opposite of that. Even in his opening presser, he talked about how every day he thinks about different line combinations, and he's got wall charts up all over his house. So I'm picturing some madman who never sleeps and. Yeah, and so I think it'll be a bit better than Dejo Dan's in that capacity. That's probably what they need—a serial killer type coach, you know, the, who has like just people's names written on his walls, fucking not sleeping at night, you know, eating his uh, yeah. eating his fingernails and shit. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's biting his toenails. Too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't want to take a look at that shit. But uh, <laughs> I, I think I think Green will be a bit of a. A hybrid between Tortorella and Desjardins. Like if Tortorella and Desjardins had a little coach baby, I think it'd be Travis Green. I mean, Green's got a bit of a. He, he can be mean with his players. It yeah. can be hard on them. You talk to a guy like Jordan Subban, and Subban would be like, Green's yelling at me a lot, and I, and I love it. It's helped him out. Yeah, uh, that's but sweet. he's also a player's coach, too. He's good at developing like Willie. Um, so I think he can be a bit of good cop and bad cop in that regard. Hey, that's, you know, can't get much worse at this point. Um, I was sad to see uh, Mr. Miller leave. You know, um, he's he holds a special heart in you know most Americans, uh, a sure. special place in Americans' hearts. So it was sad to see him leave. I liked him being a number one, but you know he's getting up there in age, and it's probably a better fit for him to go back up in Anaheim, and definitely a better shot at you know getting that cup. Exactly. Hey, you know what? He's back in the States with you, man. So That's right, man. Back home. <laughs> <laughs> back home. Yeah, exactly. So uh, it was time for the Canucks to move on. Yeah, I agree. You know, Miller gives him that safety blanket. I mean, and Miller was underrated, I think, for his time here. I mean, he was he was consistent as a goalie. He had a lot of games where he faced a ton of shots. Uh, he was a great leader. But I think the Canucks are in a state where – they're not going to be very good, so you may as well find out what you have in Markstrom or Nielsen. Right. And if it doesn't work, you fall to the bottom of the standings and then try again next year, right? Yep. I mean, it's... He it's did have like one it. of the, uh, I think, one of the best saves of last season. I don't know what the fuck he was doing out of oh, position, right. but <laughs> man, he came flying back like a bat out of hell and stopped that. It was a Zetterberg shot, I think. That was... Yeah, Zetterberg, yeah. That was fucking I, incredible. I've never, seen a, I've never seen a save like that before. I mean, that was incredible. What was he I doing mean, that he was all the way over there? Yeah, I don't know how he got there so fast, man. I mean, maybe he was just saving up some juice for the very end of the game. <laughs> he's elastic, man. You know, he just stretched that arm out a couple extra inches there. Oh, it was awesome. You'd see Zetterberg's face like, holy, like, you couldn't, <laughs> you can't even do that in a video game. That was fucking unreal. 
Yeah, that was that was crazy, man. I mean, the whole the whole crowd in Detroit were cheering. I don't think that the Red Wings crowd has cheered so much this season. That was an incredible moment. So besides Miller, besides Miller, you lose uh, Bisa and Larson. Besides that, you don't really lose a whole lot. Not that there was much to lose, but it, you know, practically the same team coming back. Um, you know, Vanek and uh, a lot of these young guys are going to play. Uh, I I expect Chaput to play. Um, I really like Marcus Granlin. I really do. Um, yeah. I, I'm he's a, a great, he's a great underrated player for sure, um, and I think most people will want to see him back up with the Twins this year, and, and I think that's where he should go. I mean, he was great up there last year. He's he's a good two way player. He's got speed. He's got a good shot, um, and he scored 19 goals last season with a wonky wrist. So there should be room for improvement this season, right? Uh, and it'd be a great way to spread your scoring around too, right? So grounds up with the Twins. That means guys like Erickson, Vanek, Gagne, they're all being pushed down the lineup. So. The scoring just gets spread out if you keep Granlin up there. Yeah, probably not a bad move. I actually like that. Put him up there on the top, uh, and I think I think I think the Twins would like him up there too. Yeah, that's what the Twins have been. Uh, you know, all the rumblings around with the Vancouver media. Um, they're all saying the Twins want to play with Granlin out of every, out of anybody. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, he's not. He's more like a Yannick Hansen maybe than an Alex Burrows. But uh, yeah, Hannah Hansen had success up there too. So. Um, hey, if, know, if I think may- Grant's probably the best option up there at the moment. Hey, if it, if that's what the Twins want, you know, this is their last year, you know, for all intents and purposes in Vancouver. You might as well give it to them. You, you know, I think what the Twins want is they, they want a challenge for that top line spot. Still, they, they still they still feel like it's their spot to lose. And at this point, I think based on last season, Horvat is the number one center. I mean, cause people can say you know he had second line points or. Uh, that he still hasn't done enough to surpass the Sedins, but he was easily the Canucks' best player last year. Um, so I think if the Sedins want to challenge for that top-line spot, they got to prove that they can outplay Horvat. Uh, and even Berchi, for that matter. Berchi scored uh, at a better points-per-game rate than Daniel. So um, I think if the Sedins you know, really want to make the most of last year, they got to show that they were better than the 40, 50 points they scored last year and, and push to that top-line spot and improve the power play. But... Again, it's a big ask because that power play has been so bad for so long. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Newell, Newell Brown's back, and, you know, they did have a good power play with him. So maybe he's a secret antidote. Who knows? Now, and for them, I don't think they can be – like if they, you know, get put down to the second line or, you know, don't have a more productive year than they've had in the, the past couple – I don't think they can really ask for a whole lot because they, they want to play together. And I, I don't think there's a whole lot of teams that are going to be like, oh, yeah, let's you know empty the bank and have the Sedins come. Yeah, so, it's, it's not going to happen. I think at this point they're, they're going to retire as Canucks. I think, I think I'd, so. I'd be shell-shocked if anything else happened. I think so, too. I just don't see there being – unless they go to the fucking KHL or something like that. I don't see – you know. <laughs> I don't think I don't yeah. see anything happening, so they might as well just you know get comfortable and enjoy that you know who they were and what they did for Vancouver and just kind of hang it up here in a few, in a couple. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? I think so, some people want them gone at the end of the season so the young guys can can come up. But I, I kind of like what the Canucks are doing in terms of icing a veteran lineup, and if the kids are good enough, you find a way to ship out some of the veterans. Like you don't want to turn into the Edmonton Oilers or the Toronto Maple Leafs where you. Where you're the laughing stock at the league for ten years, you acquire all these top picks and then just let them play with no, without having to earn it. So I think uh, the Canucks are doing a good job from staying away from that method. 
Um, so, and the Sedins have always been some of the guys are in the best shape out of anybody on the team. So, I think as long as they can still play, um, they should. And I think they they still got probably I'd say two or three seasons left would be my guess. I I agree. I agree. Trevor, what's what's your prediction for this year's Vancouver Canucks? All right. Well, for the Hockey Raiders, my season preview, I have them at 78 points on the year. I have them with four more wins than last year. So um, I think all the Canucks should just pat themselves, give themselves a pat on the back. Um, and then call it, call it quits in April. They, <laughs> I don't think they'll be much higher than – I have them 7th in the Pacific, yeah, 13th in the West, and 27th in the NHL. That's, um, that's probably about right. Uh, I mean, that's two old spots higher than last year. Hey. Three if you count the team. So, I mean, small victories here. Greasing your uh, way I, up there, man. Why not? Exactly. So, I, I think Travis Green will have a good uh, good impact on the team. I think you might see some more scoring with uh, with Besser in the lineup. And, you know, you got Vanek and Gagne in those lower lines. <laughs> I'm uh, hearing... Erickson's probably bound to do better than 24 points. If not that much better, he's bound to do a little bit better. So... I think there'll be more. I think there'll be more goals from the Canucks. I think they'll be a little bit more exciting to watch, uh, but they'll probably give up more goals as well with that unproven tandem and yeah. uh, uh, run of the mill defense. Just wild, wild west, man. See, just who can score the fucking most, man. Just fire and fire and fire and. Uh, I love it, man. We watched a lot of one nothing, two one games last year. I, I used to be depressed actually. The Hockey Night in Canada would come on. And there would be a fantastic Leafs game. They'd play, be playing auto or something. It'd be 5-4 back and forth. And then the Canucks and the, the Wild would come on, and the Canucks would lose 4-1, and they just look terrible. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping we see some more goals at least. Yeah, man. Uh, and with Besser, I hear a lot of uh, a lot of Calder Cup grumblings. Do um, you think that could happen? I, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I'm believing the Besser hype. I'm, I'm on the I'm on the hype train for Brock Besser for sure. I'm about to buy my ticket for his hype train, man. I, I meant the Calder <laughs> Trophy, but uh, yeah, hey man, five points in two preseason games. I think it's time to start just giving him the trophy already. Fuck yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just so wide open with the Calder race. I mean, there's some there's some great names. I think Keller and McAvoy are guys that catch my eye. Yeah, uh, uh, Charlie's my Charlie's my top for that that uh, that award yeah, this year. Sure. He looked so good last year. He really did uh, for a rookie jumping in in the playoffs. So um, I, I, he's my favorite right now. But you know, Besser, he's 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 just that talented. I mean, you watch him play, um, and as long as he works in his overall game uh, defensively, he, he could easily do it. I mean, he's. He's already one of the most skilled players on the Canucks. Not that I say a whole lot, but <laughs> he's got a ton of skill. He's he's got the chance to put up twenty goals, but it'll be interesting to see just how he does over a full season of play. Right? I mean, he, uh, you know, he did come off wrist surgery last year, so we'll see how healthy that wrist is. And he's never been through the rigors of a full NHL schedule. I mean, one of the guys I think of with Brock Besser, people are getting all excited about his four goals in five games or four goals in nine games. Jared McCann had five goals in nine games for the Canucks and then did, scored one goal over his next uh, 80 NHL games or so. So it's, uh, yeah, I got, you got temper expectations a little bit, but he's, he's got a shot at the Calder for sure. Oh, yeah, man. Who are your three stars for the Vancouver Canucks, my bud? This season? This season, this, this season, this upcoming season, dude. All right, let's go with uh, the third star being... I'll give Brock Besser the third star. I temper like expectations a bit. I like it. Um, 
Second star, I think you got to give just to Chris Tanev, just if he's healthy. I mean, the Canucks' defense is going to be pretty bad, and I think Tanev is going to keep the Canucks from maybe being last in the league in terms of goals allowed. I mean, Tanev is just an underrated stud back there in everything he does. In terms of getting the puck up the ice and battling uh, in the defensive zone is fantastic. And then Bo Horvat's got to be the best one for sure. He's fresh off that new contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's probably primed to. He's probably primed to push sixty points this year. Um, so yeah, I think he he can make it for sure. So I'd say best is the or, um, Horvat's the first star. Fuck yeah, dude! I like it, man. Uh, where can they find you on the uh, internet? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Begs under or Begs T H W for uh, the Hockey Raiders. Um, and that'll be the main place to find my work, man. I'm freelancing for some other sites, including uh, Nux Misconduct. And, um, yeah, that'd be the best place to find me would be Twitter. Thanks, THW. Yeah, man, that's awesome. And uh, I want to thank the beard at All Beers No Teeth for getting us, uh, you know, acquainted. And, and I want to thank you, Trevor, for coming on, man. I appreciate it. I know it's not an easy task to talk Vancouver Canucks hockey at this point. But, uh, you, you know, you, I, you got me excited. I'm ready to see it. Right on, man. I love talking Canucks. No matter how bad we are, man, I'll always be watching. I'll always be excited about it. So I'm happy to talk anytime. Fucking A, buddy. Good luck this season, man. Right on, man. Thanks again, Will. Yep. Party on. Cheers.